one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> Wishing you the best. Pray that you are blessed. Much success, no stress, and lots of wrestling. I'm better than that. I'm not going to blast you on a podcast. I'm better than that. Despite the fact our content can be surpassed. I'm better than that. I'm not going to release you because of budget cuts. I'm better than that. But I will say that Vince can suck on these nuts. I'm better than that. You know it's time for wrestle culture. And don't forget the bloody good quiz. This is Survivor. <laughs> Survivor what? Series. Here what? is our preview with me, Phil, and Hamlet. What? <laughs> I'm Adam Wilwell from What Culture. Join by Phil Chambers from what culture and soon to the be one going. time you pick a duet for a song is the one time we're doing it over zoom isn't it <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, yeah me and phil are this here to discuss the viruses handful it will be joining us later for our hashtag bloody good quiz but phil it goes down on sunday the build has been absolutely shambolic and yet <laughs> in a weird way yet again i'm bloody looking forward to it you know what you're talking about about the build i really really enjoyed that twitter thread <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be good fun. It's a little bit different, at least. I think, like, at, at least having, like, <laughs> you say all you want about this, like, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte feud, but it's made that match a hell of a lot more oh. entertaining and interesting. Like, you don't often get deeply, deeply personal feuds going on at Survivor Series with the brand warfare nonsense, do you? No. It's... it's... It's one of those, isn't it? Like Big E versus Roman Reigns sells itself. Uh, yeah. And there's always, despite how awful it's been, and uh, on the, the extended preview that's going to be out tomorrow, me and Hamlet started by talking about Survivor Series last year, which you will remember, you and I were, we were doing the live stream over Zoom and watching a pissing midi version of The Undertaker's theme being played <laughs> before the ghost yeah, of that was a weird show. showed up. But despite how much they've ruined the five-on-five thing by having Lana win the whole thing because of a fucking count out. (laughs) I'm still looking forward to it. We've got a special, you know, a final team member to be presumably announced tonight on SmackDown. I guess. Tony Storm's replaced (laughs) Aaliyah for no bloody reason. And, yeah, I I mean, 
And unless I don't know who they're going to chuck onto that that SmackDown team because it does feel like Drew McIntyre and three guys who could easily lose right now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just put Madcap Moss in that place because it's like he's already kind of there anyway. So you may as well just shove him in the match. Why not? Do you, who do you think? It's interesting. This I'm not going to give away who me and Hamlet have booked, but who do you think wins Brand Warfare? Because I suppose it could just be a draw with six matches on the card. Yeah, but I don't see WWE doing a draw. They don't seem to like draws with things. I uh, I don't know. I, I'm torn because, like, didn't SmackDown win it last year, did they? Or did Raw? No, Raw did, Raw did the clean sweep last year, was it? Was that it? I might was be that two year years ago. I'm getting them all mixed up now, aren't I? Uh, so who won it last year? I, whilst you talk, I'll, I'll look to see who won last year. Because my biggest thing about all of this at the minute is Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. And that's kind of my driving force like between what I think is going to happen and Raymond Reigns like either carries sort of SmackDown to a victory across the night or Roman Reigns gets really annoyed that the Brandy's on loses. Like I can't decide which one they're going to go with, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those two because they don't really care about anything else happening on this. But like the men's and women's teams, I assume the SmackDown one's men's team's going to win. I have no idea about the women's team. I don't, like the nothing really stands out in it at all. And then <laughs> the be- like the most interesting thing is Becky versus Charlotte, obviously. Mm. And Roman Reigns is obviously surely going to beat Big E. Surely. Although if they're ever going to have Big E go over Roman Reigns, now's the time to do it because they don't have to take the belt off him. So I don't know. It's all open. Uh, it was a win for Raw last year. There On the go. main card, it was three all. It was six matches, but ah, Miz, Miz won the uh, uh, I don't know interbrand battle royal bollocks, which I don't yeah. know if they're going to hoy that on again this year. I uh, assume they will. Who knows? But uh, yeah, technically, Raw won, and Raw pitched a shot out in the uh, in the men's five on five match. If you remember, probably because have you seen? Remember that team from last year? That team from last year was AJ Styles, Braun yeah. Strowman, Keith Lee, Riddle and Sheamus. Of course. That was one where Seth Rollins just came in and walked out as well, wasn't it? Because he was going yeah. off on paternity. Just knelt down, went, bro, kick me as hard as you can. And then after that, it, the rest of the team, no offence then, Owens, who was kind of doing nothing at the time. Yeah. King, <laughs> Corbin, the time. <laughs> King Corbin, Otis and Jey Uso. Brilliant. Yeah. And then, yeah, the uh, women's match saw Nia Jackson, Bianca Belair double counted out. So Lana won the whole thing for the team. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so enough about that specific kind of brand of brand warfare. But yeah, the Roman Big E thing. I don't know, like it, I've had arguments in the office with people because, I, you know, you're right in terms of if I was a betting man, I would say, Roman retains, not retains, but Roman wins, sorry, here. <clears throat> and maybe use this as a platform to set up some mad trios match with the New Day and the Bloodline at day one. You don't really know what that is yet. And yeah. there you could have, still have titles online. You could have the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships and tag titles and all that usual bollocks. But the main event, because you haven't got a TLC this year, some mad <clears throat> stipped up trios match with, I don't know, maybe belts hanging above the ring or whatever you want to do. And then you can sort of have 
the new day emerge victorious, but then Roman still doesn't get pinned. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting overprotective of Roman. I just, he is one of the few good things about SmackDown, basically, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's like I say, like, if you are going to have anyone beat Roman Reigns at any time since his comeback, like, this is the one. It's Big E. It's a brand new champion that you're just trying to push to the moon, get him over, like, more so than he already is, I guess. But, like, what better way to do that than to put him over the the very, very, very top guy in yeah. WWE and not have to take the belt off that top guy at the same time? Um, yeah. But I could definitely see some kind of shenanigans in this. The Usos are probably going to get involved. The New Day are probably going to get involved, I imagine. Like, I don't see this going clean is my biggest thing about this. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, where... I mean, you could argue Kofi could still be out. Maybe Xavier's... I mean, we could say this ahead of SmackDown, so who knows? Yeah. But uh, arguably, you could just have Big E trying to fight on his own, and that that's the reason why the numbers game catches up to him, and then eventually they get to do the proper fight later on when everyone's back into it sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, think, I think that three-on-three... That three on three, though, like like you say, is is absolutely money. If you, I know they've done it a little bit before point. on telly, but yeah, yeah, they kind of teased it. But it's like if you think back to like the Wyatt versus the Shield when they built to that, and then just a sort of three of them facing off was like a huge moment because it was like these two new groups that, that were uh, finally going to go at it, and everyone was super excited about it. I reckon you could build to that kind of level with the Bloodline giving up against the Usos, and it's only really Big E that isn't on SmackDown. So there's a way of doing that, surely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you already, you know, like we talk about this on the, the preview tomorrow as well. You've got to have one eye, not only on, on day one, but also the fact that, you know, you've got to start lining people up as contenders for the Rumble. Um, and, you know, is it going to be one of those things where Big E loses the title quite quickly and then wins the Rumble? I've heard people suggesting that. Clearly suggested that a while back, in fact. Or is it going to be, you know, like Damian Priest in action? I don't see him losing against Shinsuke Nakamura, but he certainly no. is a, a contender for the Rumble already, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. It's whether they want to sort of strap it to him that quickly. Like mm. they haven't, like he's had a good call up in terms of like past NXT call ups. It's been really, really good. And he is a champion now, like US uh, champion, obviously. Um, and there's definitely, they see a lot in him and there's definitely a bright future there, but they haven't also strapped the kind of rocket to him for in terms of the push like he got the big thing up with bit with bad bunny and then built it up with the miz and morrison and then that kind of tapered off and carried on for way too long before like he just needed the next person and the next person um rather than kind of going up and down with the kind of push that they've given him so i don't know if he'd be ready for like a royal rumble and then a like a yeah spot at mania yet um, but I mean, they could get him ready in the time. They've still got two months before the Rumble, so no doubt that they could get him ready. But there's no sort of obvious people, unless there's any, like anyone on the sidelines that you can't really see. Like, I don't we're, see we're quite old fashioned here, aren't we? In terms of, I sincerely doubt this is gone of the days of WWE uh, seeing Survivor Series as effectively the first step on the road to WrestleMania. Like, right, let's get all our ducks in a row so that by the time January yeah. rolls, they just go, let's get through this, guys. Then we'll see you after Christmas and then we'll work out on earth we're doing in, I don't know, in March or something. And, yeah. and we'll book some legends to go over current stars and, uh, yeah, worry about that afterwards. And we we kind of have to talk about the elephant in the room. I, I, we will get to talking about some of the other matches on this card and, uh, of course, Charlotte and Becky. But, but Phil, it's... It's a day of 
the same news story again regarding WWE releases. Eight releases overnight, if you're unaware. Uh, John Morrison being one of the most foremost ones, uh, as well as everyone who was left in Hit Row, the fantastic yeah. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Shanti the Adonis, Top Dollar, uh, also released, bloody hell, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. Uh, first of all, before we uh, speculate on what's next for these guys and this disastrous company that they previously used to work for, your reaction to this news? It's ridiculous. It's this continuation of what we've been talking about all year. It's like, is it up to 79 or 80 or whatever it is? 79, yeah, I think you're right. 79. Um, it's absolutely crazy. And it's, it's like some of these you could see coming, but others, like you go through, like you think John Morrison, like they never made the most of him when they got him back. They just put him straight back to his exact old character, straight yeah. back to the partnership with The Miz and did the same old shtick that they did 10 years ago. And they never gave him even a chance to show sort of what he's learned after leaving WWE. Like originally, like that character that he can be shown in like uh, Lucha Underground and Impact and on the independent scene and stuff like that. They never really gave him a chance to show that he'd come on as a performer because they put him directly straight back into the same old storyline that they did years ago. And the kind of weird nostalgia one that nobody really wanted. Um, and he's just so talented. It's mental. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that one at all. But Tegan Knotts, especially, oh, yeah. you're desperate for new faces in the women's division. You and her run of luck, like the three ACL tears and like battling through that to get eventually called up. And then when she does get called up, she gets put in a random tag team with Shotzi Blackheart, which like obviously they kind of made kind of cool and was a little bit exciting. And then they kind of built that up. And then they got the tag. They got to be the number one contenders. And then they forgot about them being number one contenders and they never gave them the match. And then they broke up the tag team and then they turned Shotzi heel and did nothing with Tegan. Like it just doesn't make any sense. You're really, really desperate for new faces in the women's division. Uh, and she's perfect for that. And then like, and yeah, it's a hit row. You've just called them up. Don't call if you that, if you're that low on them, don't bloody call them up in the first place. I don't understand what you did with that. That was one of your SmackDown draft picks. Yeah. And then, God, like a few months later, it doesn't make any sense. And it, like, it's Drake it's, Maverick, like a guy that you put, put in any position, anywhere, and he makes stuff work. And a shout out to him for his fantastic video that he put up on Twitter. Don't know if you've seen it, but it was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like playing off on the first video that he put, put up the first time he was released. It just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like across the board, really, like you say, Tegan Knox, I mean, you and I have talked about this ad infinitum in terms of the it's so baffling like you say comes back they go oh, yeah we're not going to do all that stuff with you in nxt despite the fact that they had a wealth of storylines they could do they could talk about having to have a run at the title or you know feuding with candace laray obviously candace got pregnant so you know, that that's excusable yeah. and and yeah uh, i always come back to this i understand wwe want to release people their roster is far too big across the board yeah Budget cuts is a bollocks excuse. I've said that a million times, right? Yeah. But it's also some of the people. I'm not going to sit here, and you no one should, by the way, and say, well, Isaiah Swerve Scott shouldn't have been released because X should have been released instead of him. But I am going to say, John Morrison, absolutely agree with what he said. He brought him in, and then, like, they immediately introduced him alongside Miz, and then didn't he wasn't he involved in the big rumble with... Uh, Lesnar and he just sort of got 
chucked yeah, out quite early. One of the casualties. And he thought, oh, okay, well, that's fine. You know, you can build him up. And then they didn't do, like you say, they didn't do anything. And even when, all right, you wanted to do a feud with the Miz to settle that. But the Miz goes off to do Dancing with the Star and you're like, cool. Look at him. Look at what he can do. Look at what, like, he did when, you know, when they just went, oh, just you and Ricochet go and have some mad match. And he does that. And, you know, yeah. Ricochet deserves a lot more credit and a lot more pushing, obviously. But still, I just thought, oh, man, I can't believe that they've just gone, right, well, that's all the use we're ever going to get out of John Morrison sort of thing. And then to hit row, though. Jesus Christ. Like, this is, you know, speculation and theories online, conspiracy theories about, like, oh, maybe they were called up to the main roster so they could be put under the 90-day no-compete rather than the 30-day no-compete getting NXT. And, you know, at, at, to, to a certain extent, I think he might have a point there because you brought them up, you immediately fired BFAB, and then you got rid of the other three who, like you say, they, they were a... a a major selection in that draft. And I know a lot of times we sit here and go, well, creative's doing one thing and the backroom staff have got a spreadsheet of people they want to get rid of and that they don't pay any attention to what's going on on telly. But even so, top dollar is, you know, someone who Vince clearly would like. And Isaiah Swerve Scott is someone, <laughs> and Shani to be Adonis, I feel bad missing him out. Adonis and Swerve, are two people everyone should like because they are insanely talented. How have yeah. they got rid of Swerve? Yeah, it genuinely baffles the mind. It's like Vince sees them as the package and doesn't see anything of these sort of individuals. Like, I'm not saying one should be released over another or whatever. Oh, exactly. But Isaiah Swerve Scott, I'm pretty sure the only thing Vince will have seen of him will have been like his skits with Sami Zayn on, in Hero. And yeah. that's probably it. And then he'd be like, oh, these aren't showing enough personality or whatever. And then release them. I'd like, it's like we've been seeing people getting dark matches on SmackDown and stuff. And you just know it's because Vince can't be bothered watching what they've already got in NXT, what they've already done for years in NXT, showing people what they can do. He wants to see it in front of his face. So he puts them in a like five minute dark match and like expects them to put on the best performance in the world. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why have NXT? if you're not going to use it as a place for these people to display what they can do and then assess them on that to do the call-ups. Call Just astonishing. Because, like, his time wasn't... Like, we all thought when they got called up, oh, that's a bit surprising, but, okay, they must have big plans for them because, like, they still had a lot to do in NXT. And they went, no, 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 no we'll get them up on the main roster. And you're like, okay, that's cool. They, they got clearly got some major potential, and yet... What two, three, four months later, they they released load of bollocks. Uh, and I said this on the news this morning. Got this weird apathy to it now, and I don't think that's a good thing. They always want to be angry. I think people should yeah. be angry and should express their anger about it because I was furious and weirdly more furious than the first or second or bloody third round of releases when the Keith Lee et al stuff happened because I just yeah. I was just so indignant about what the way that they'd gone about it and the people they'd got rid of. And then this time I just came to work this morning and, and Andy went, oh, more releases. And I thought, oh, and I'm not going to say I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed because I'm not. I am still angry, but it is becoming a weirdly accepted norm now, isn't it? And I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I had kind of the same thing when I woke up this morning and just checked it. And it's just like like deflation of like, oh, not, not again. Who is it? And then you go through and you're like, he cannot. It's like, what? Why are they doing? 
it's like Keith Lee and Tegan Knox because like we've had the sort of WCPW links with them obviously like yeah. Nicky was our first champion in WCPW like we saw her grow through that and then was so excited when she finally got the call up to WWE and did the um the, the tournament thing and then like all the ACL tears and we've kind of been following her through all of this and we just know the potential is there for something great and yeah just not getting the chance but I mean, yeah, you've got to look at these people and now look at what they can do going on from here. Like Tegan Knox, especially seems like a no brainer for an AEW pickup. Like John Morrison, like at least Impact, will I 100% take him back, him yeah. and Taya Valkyrie again. Like it's a no brainer for Impact, surely. Yeah. Drake Maverick as well, probably easily take a job in Impact or somewhere else. Like, Swerve should go to AEW, shouldn't he? I know he's not going to be wrestling. Swerve definitely should, yeah. It's just so frustrating. And then, not like everyone can get picked up by elsewhere. I'm not saying that WWE... That's the thing. Like, every time they do this now, it's just less and less space in other places and more and more of a free market, which... I mean, it might make for a massive independent wrestling resurgence like next mm-hmm. year or something. Like it might have another massive in- indie one and all the indies will grow from this because there'll be that much talent out on the scene. But like independent wrestling isn't a given. It's not a guarantee for these yeah. people at all. Uh, and you don't get the same kind of health benefits or whatever that you would get in a bigger company like a WWE yeah. or an AEW, which is a huge, huge part of it. Um, so yeah, and with every time they do this, with the more and more releases, like, it's 79 or whatever this year. That's a lot of people to be checking out into a free market. And not everybody is going to be instantly snapped up anymore. It's not, it's not the same as it was like the, that first round of releases in 2020 or whatever. Like there's not going to be as many instant jobs for these people. The more, the longer this goes on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, let's try and return to talking about uh, Survivor Series this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about Charlotte and Becky in a second. Before that, uh, an easy contender, I'd say, Phil Foot for match of the night, being the champion versus champions tag team match, the Usos versus RK Bro. For a match that's just like, well, your champs and your champs, your baby face and your heels, so let's just have you fight each other. This could steal the show quite easily, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of talent in this match. The Usos pretty much, well, they do put on a show every single time they go out there. They're a fantastic tag team. Um, I'm going to pick the Usos, I think, for this one. Do you think, like, I don't know when they start the breakup, because obviously the Randy Orton and Riddle are going to break up at some point, because that's mm. just what WWE are going to do with them. There's going to be a feud whether Riddle they could win the Rumble. to WrestleMania. That's what I was wondering, whether they can stretch out Randy versus Riddle for WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. And like maybe like one of them, like Riddle cheekily eliminates Randy from the Orton from the Rumble or whatever yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. But I could see them being sort of teases of deception maybe here and like start on that build to them finally breaking up and then a build to WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with the Usos. But yeah, it should be really good. It's going to be one of those things that when they do the video package for this split of the team, it's going to be very much a rose-tinted look back on the way they've been. But it's like... Yes, there are some weeks where it's just real talking bollocks, Randy rolling his eyes, and then they go out and win a basic tag team match. But then there's stuff like this week on Raw, which I thought was quite good, actually, in terms of Orton being like, when we can learn, these belts are important, this team is important, stop just going out and just trying to help your mates and stuff. And, well, Riddle just being a thick stoner, basically, but a lovable (laughs) one at that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be heartbreaking when Mandy does turn on him. Yeah, maybe the loss here is the catalyst that begins all that. I, I could well see that as well. My money is also uh, on the Usos winning that match. Right, one final match to talk about here uh, before we get to the hashtag bloody good quiz. Don't forget, extended preview uh, of Survivor Series, myself and Hamlet tomorrow. And that is Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion versus Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Women's Champion. And the only question I suppose is, is this going to get a bit out of hand? think it might you know i don't know if they're purposefully building this up as to like to be more of a thing like maybe it started with something truthful but now they're just going all out and trying to turn it into a massive thing like becky going on the ariel hawani thing uh and everything that she said about charlotte on that seems very shooty but (laughs) like becky also doesn't seem to be the kind of person that would go shooty but maybe charlotte's just pissed her off enough to get her to that point like you just don't know there's like so much here that's like just real life being embedded in with the actual storyline and that's absolutely fantastic and which (laughs) has made this way more interesting than it ever would have been without all of this uh but nonetheless they are gonna kick crap out of each other and i hope they get along enough to put on a great match because if anyone can it's these two and It'll definitely be stiff, though. <laughs> Who's your money on? I, I, I think Becky sh- will and should win. Yeah, me too. But Just, you never know. Yeah. WWE. There's always that little bit seed of doubt. But I think it, in terms of the story that they're telling with it as well, and whether this is like WWE's punishment or whatever you can say, like to Charlotte is losing this match. Like, yeah, it's, it's got to be Becky, right? <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 she's my pick. Uh, 
and yeah, it's difficult because obviously they're both heels, but Becky's clearly going to be the baby face in this one. Yeah. And I get it if WWE want to have, I, I'm not happy about it, but I, I would understand if they have Charlotte win because they don't want Becky to be cheered tonight and then the next night have to be horrible. But even so, I'm like, come on. You can't have Charlotte walk away and win that and win another big one like that. I feel like the story of, you know, and then you've got that story for Daniel Pocket for the future of like, Becky can beat Charlotte on the big stage. Charlotte's yeah. got a, you know, uh, sort of boogeyman, a, a person who always got has got a number, and that's that's Becky Lynch. So I'd rather do that than just be like, oh, no, Charlotte wins again. But all yeah. I will say, in fact, as we head towards the bloody good quiz, is because we recorded it earlier, you have to hear Michael Hamlet's prediction for this. Because honestly... We talk about it being the main event. It may well be the main event if it's not Big E versus versus Roman, if you're going to have some Brock-related stuff in amongst that, for example. The thing he pitched, Phil, had my jaw on the floor. But <laughs> listen to our extended preview of Survivor Series tomorrow to hear all about that. But do let us know your thoughts ahead of Survivor Series. As I said, at what culture WWE on Twitter. And do, do join us, myself and Phil, for the live stream on Sunday night on our YouTube channel. But enough of all this. It's now time for a... Oh, actually, actually, before I hit the button, if people are wondering, wait a second, what's going on all these awards? Well, it's a bit of a scrambled together crew today. Phil's at home. Clear, he's far too busy with all the book stuff. Whatculture.bigcartel.com if you want to go and get that. So we have delayed the awards for a week, which means that I suppose technically, Phil, entries are still open. Yeah, yeah, still pending. Get the whatever sent across to us. Send it on Twitter. Send it in the post. We've had a few things in the post. Oh, my day. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. We, we are keeping track of every award that we get, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, or through the post or whatever it is. Uh, so we will do something special next week for it. But, yeah, if you want to award us an award, get them sent over uh, to any of us on Twitter or yeah, send it in the post to What Culture Studios. Can't still can't believe some people have actually sent stuff to What Culture Studios. I'm I know, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. I'm so excited to award. But yes, we figured we talk Survivor Series this week and then next week when all the dust has settled and hopefully we're all back in the office. The What Culture Awards, slightly delayed edition, will <laughs> go down. Right, enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Baldo M. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bleager Quiz, all you need to do is subscribe to What Cool Dressing on iTunes and leave us a five-star review, just like Baldo M, who simply writes, amazing, great reviews, love Sidgwick's apathy for anything related to WWE, and of course, a bloody good quiz. And I'm happy to say joining us for the bloody good quiz is one Michael Hamflet. How are you feeling? You're quite good at quizzes, aren't you? Well, I buckle under the pressure of the studio lights. Um, <laughs> and Phil has been one of my more formidable opponents when I'm actually permitted to be on wrestling. When, when you let me on <laughs> and I don't ruin the quiz, Phil's like taken me to the woodshed a couple of times. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because he's wearing an absolutely dashing lumberjack shirt at the moment either. <laughs> well, um, don't forget to join myself and Michael Hamlet tomorrow for an extended preview of Survivor Series. But as a result of that, 
I've written a quiz today all about a man who debuted 25 years ago at Survivor Series, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But don't worry, Phil, none of these questions have got anything to do with him wrestling. Oh, God, not one of these ones. Hey, usual, these are my favorites usual rules apply i haven't got my sound effects today so i'm just gonna have to make them myself we'll go back to the good old days um 10 questions multiple choice shout your name wait for me to come to you and remember it's it's just for fun guys it's just for fun. okay it was before you said it was all films okay it's not about films either it's just bollocks i found about okay <laughs> question number one nice easy one to start question number one what is Dwayne The Rock Johnson's net worth? Is it? <laughs> is this from one of those websites that would say like Adam Wilborn's net worth is $5 million? Yes, it's from, I think, if I remember rightly, celebritynetworth.com. <laughs> it's Adam Wilborn's, it's accurate.com. You've seen where we are on the podcast charts. This man's like Scrooge McDuck swimming all those downloads. So is it $200 million, $300 million, $400 million or $500 million? Bill, I'm going to go the big boy, 500. Why not? It's not five. Oh, sorry. Ah. Oh, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four. Two, three, four. I'd have gone what Phil did, so I'll just go a little bit lower and say four. Yay! <laughs> it is 400, according to www.network.com, $400 million. Okay, you're both back to play. Here's question two. The Rock played an alien gladiator wow. <laughs> on what TV show? Was it Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek Voyager, Stargate, or Futurama? Humphrey. Hamlet just got in. Might have been a Zoom delay, but Hamlet got in first. <laughs> I'll go with Teacher Armor. No, dear, that's wrong. <sighs> I remember this, but I can't remember which one it is. I was going to go with Battlestar Galactica, but it also might be Star Trek. <laughs> so Battlestar Galactica. It's Star Trek. Oh, no, damn it. I, I remember. I can like picture him, but I've no idea. Yeah, what like a weird, one of those weird furrowed brow things that they had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember like, was that like when he was still wrestling? Yeah. yeah. He still had hair. So definitely. Still like the on Raw. <laughs> uh, okay. Still one nil to Hamlet. Okay. Question number three. Which console did The Rock endorse upon its release? Hamlet. Sega Dreamcast. It's not. Oh, no, dear, that's wrong. Ooh. It's not the Sega Dreamcast. Phil, would you like the options? I would, yeah, 100%. Is it the Sega Dreamcast, <laughs> the PlayStation 2, Xbox, or Nintendo 64? Ooh, I don't know. I'm going to go with... The PlayStation 2? No, dear, that's wrong. Ah. It's Xbox. There's a photo of him chumming it up with Bill Gates on stage. Oh, right. Okay. There you go. And he also talked at the RNC and the DNC. Mm. And at the, at the RNC, he introduced someone who I subsequently read got indicted for loads of like, illegal stuff. Great. So, Great. And the RNC, that was. The RNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question four. Nice easy one, this. 
How many meals does the Rock eat in a day? <laughs> is it? Notice the fact that the three isn't even on this list. Right, okay. Five, seven, nine, or 11. <laughs> oh. Phil, for some reason, when you said the question, I had five in my head, so I'll stick with five. It's not five. I'll go with nine. You've split the difference, boys. It's seven ah. meals. But I don't know how many he has when he has those cheat days with ridiculous piles yeah, of that's pancakes and whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fat bastard. Next, <laughs> next question. Uh, still 1-0 to Hamlet. Question five. This is a movie related. Okay. The Rock has a different what for each character he plays. Hamlet. Penis. <laughs> Not penis. Oh, God, I thought I watching the films. I just assume they're all films against the cat cow. He's a rock. I'm rock, wouldn't you? I'll, I'll let you back in. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> the wild guess. He has a different what for each character. Is it watch, pair of shoes, cologne, or hairstyle? Oh, God. <laughs> Pamphlet, cologne. It is! Cologne for every character he plays. They all smell different. Presumably, Furious is just oil. <laughs> yeah. New car smell, but it's a new car every time. He's, he's got a magic tree in his pocket. <laughs> right, okay. Two no tamper, but still five questions to go. Okay. Okay, Next let's question. time. What, according to the list I found, is The Rock's favourite hobby? Is it driving fast cars, going to gigs, painting... Or fishing? Mm. Oof. Waiting for Hamlet to go. <laughs> I'm waiting for Phil. I was hoping he would jump. Froggy. <laughs> I'll Hamlet then. I'll go. Only because I've just thought of the bit of wordplay. Like, put a happy little bush over there with Bob Rock and I'll go painting. It's not ah. painting. That's Jeff Hardy. What were the other ones? Yeah. What were the other ones? Uh, driving fast cars, going to gigs, or fishing. Uh, he definitely has fast cars. But is that a hobby, really? <laughs> uh, but then I can't picture the rock fishing at all. I'm going to go with fast cars. It's fishing. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> there is a great... Google the rock fishing. There's a great... Let me see if I can find it here for Hamper so you can describe it. Uh, if I'm... If I can find it, the one, the, the list. This oh, thing, he bloody man. loves it. There's loads of them. There was a big old fish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, with it being the rock, anyone that Googles the rock fishing, it is the biggest, it's like nearly as big as one of his arms. Look at his That is absolutely <laughs> massive. He loves it. And you would imagine, you know that scene in the in-betweeners where they're in the boat, they, <laughs> they just have to punch it to death. You would imagine the rock can just put people's elbow on it. <laughs> just like, go from side to side in the fishing boat. That is massive. He also, this one, just this bit here said, the rock catches 200 pound fish and revives it before releasing it. Imagine that. That's man. the elbow, like what? right in the heart. That's what Jim Rossi said, right in the heart. Put <laughs> like, off a fish. Right, okay. Look at his little shorts. <laughs> oh dear, okay. Question seven. Here we go. Uh, two nil Tampa still. What was the rock's nickname at uni? I'll say that his football mates, teammates, gave him this nickname. Okay. Was it Pebbles, 
Dick, Sam Owen, or Dewey? Hamlet. Like Dewey, because it's like sounds like a weird shortener for Dwayne. And I just yeah, don't know what any of those guys have got well. any pattern. Look, I was terrible at PE at school. So what happens if you're terrible at PE? You try and get a bit of crack. Like, <laughs> I don't imagine any of them had any crack whatsoever. So like, Dewey, Dwayne, Dewey. And they all regret it now because they'd be getting all of his money as his mates if they just stuck with him. Yeah, <laughs> it is Dewey. I came up with all the good ones. Dick, because it's Jeremy <laughs> Johnson. Pebbles, because he's The Rock. Or my personal favourite, Sam Owen. See, <laughs> also a good at spot. This is okay, three nil to Hamlet, but three questions to go, Phil. You can still get into this. <sighs> Apparently, this is true. This next one, this might be a load of bollocks. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Doesn't matter, does it? It's good. the end of the week. Good okay. question. <laughs> question eight. The Rock was allegedly second choice to play which I... I got it! Role. The Incredible Hulk, Willy Wonka, Venom, or The Punisher? Phil, why not? Uh, Hulk. No, dear, that's wrong. No! So this is not my world. Well, I've either dreamt this or spent so long swimming in our deep content waters but somewhere along the line, I have seen a Photoshop of The Rock dressed as Willy Wonka. So I'm going to go with Willy Wonka. Unbelievably, it is Willy <laughs> Wonka. I, I can picture him. Johnny in... Depp, and then, yeah, probably Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> purple suit and purple hat. I'm like, I feel like I've seen it. Looked like a jacked up sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, he was just this like, you know, the um, like the fat controller, but he'd just been at the gym. Like, just too big for this, like, dressy suit. <laughs> it would have been a very different Tim Burton film, that, wouldn't it? <laughs> and what's your name, little boy? My name is Augustus. It doesn't matter what your name is! Mad. Uh, Mr. Wonka. I don't know why they've the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, what are they called? The little... Obolumpus. Obolumpus. Same voice as Augustus. Glee. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Mr. Wonka, there is a problem with it. Oh, there's a problem with it. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearer, Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, it's chocolate. We told you that's the whole thing <laughs> film. It's always chocolate. Chocolate factory. What was his? Oh, I remember. I loved the, the really crap catchphrase he had when he kept coming back. He was like, I can't just have, you know, if you're some L. Didn't he have How's Your Lips? Oh, they had that on one of his t shirts. How's Your Lips? Oh, you're very nice, though. You love your chocolate, Mr. Wonka. <laughs> Good smack. That's <laughs> <laughs> rubbish like that. That was really dialed in, that one. Aye. He'll come back. He'll team with Mick Foley for a bit and he'll piss off. Rubbish. Right. Oh, this is one of my favorite questions. I wrote. He, had a, he had a little disc beard like Sean Dyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a perfect circle. Okay, the question. Willy Wonka, these candy asses are delicious. Oh no, I'm turning into a giant ass. Candy asses, not to be confused with the rock bottoms, which are a little tough. <laughs> oh, they need to make that film, man. Okay, uh, question nine. Uh, four, four nil, you're doing very well here, but uh, question nine, but the best question on the quiz. In the famous song, It Doesn't Matter, how many times does The Rock say it doesn't ah, matter? I heard you say 
the office is scoring. Uh, is it 10 times, 13 times, 16 times, or 19 times that he says to wife John, it doesn't matter. Phil, why not? Uh, I could tell you what's in his pockets, but how many times he says it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to go for the big old 19. It's not 19. Oh, man. What are the numbers again, please? 10, 13, or 16. 10, 13, or 16. Well, he's got 50 Bentleys in the West Indies, so I'm going to go fifth of that. Doesn't matter. 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Garden full of trees, pocket full of cheese. If you carry the four, I'm going to go with 10. Why does he have cheese in his pocket? That's what I want. <laughs> because if you weren't staring, people ain't caring. <laughs> they don't care what you're wearing. Didn't Wyclef Jean, 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 uh, steal loads of money <laughs> from, uh, Jean. Uh, why did, why, didn't he steal loads of money from a charity or something? Didn't he also, wasn't he like like a president or like run for president somewhere? To be fair, well, to be fair, he might have stolen it, but like it was only in October and he was like, I'm going to be gone to November. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem. The election was in November. <laughs> now I can't believe that you've got the campaign trail. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to work, work out if he did stand for election. He did. He, stand, he stood for presidential campaign in, in Haiti. And uh, then rejected. Got, rejected, got rejected. I respectfully accept the committee's final decision. I urge my supporters <laughs> to do the same. Wasn't the oh. I'm pretty sure the charity thing was in Haiti as, uh, after a uh, hurricane as well, wasn't it? Yes, maybe. Loves his people. Well, uh, what did you have the answer? 10? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not 10. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> dumb. But, 13. Actually, for Wycliffe. 13. 13. Only 13. I also really like the fact that uh, <laughs> the charity money's gone missing. Someone, please go <laughs> nine one one. <laughs> I say this every time this song comes up, but this was the only song I've ever ordered on Kerrang! music television when I was a oh, kid. And I actually like that. rang up to order it loads of times and my parents got like a massive bill. <laughs> <laughs> the rocks are draw, isn't he? <laughs> Mr. John, uh, please be aware you're under oath. How many times did you try to embezzle money? One time. <laughs> no, remember, Mr. Sir, you are under oath. Good times. <laughs> oh, God. Final question, okay. <laughs> Which of these things isn't the rock afraid of? <laughs> is it commitment because <laughs> now he's got a is it what well, you remember you got to pick one that he's not afraid of not afraid of spiders miniature horses <laughs> <laughs> roller coasters or paper oh man Phil I need to get at least one in this bloody quiz Paper's too weird for you to make up. So this has got to be on there somewhere. What were the other ones? Roller coasters? Spiders, spiders. horses, or roller coasters? I'm going to go with spiders. No, he's afraid of spiders. Ah, loser. <laughs> you, you're a dick. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Oh, that would have been perfect one. 
Miniature horse is the stupidest thing you've ever said. <laughs> and that was all I could think about. So if he's afraid, I was getting confused with negatives. If he's afraid of miniature horses, that, if I say he's not afraid of miniature horses, that means by process of elimination, he is afraid of paper. Yes. And roller coasters. Yes. He's afraid of three of those things. And he is afraid of spiders. He's definitely afraid of spiders. He's afraid of two of the other three things. I think, I think he's afraid of roller coasters. Right. I think he's afraid, I think he's afraid of miniature horses, but like some weird. I don't like the way they move, so I'll go with I'll go with paper. Yay! <laughs> of the rock's not afraid of paper. <laughs> Just got it. Oh man, I hate you. Say <laughs> what? He's, he's very confident with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you see me making an odd answer Sid joke there. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the, I have no idea what the result was there. Five nil to Hamlet. I was not ready. You know, on week, I was up the first couple of days. I had no idea where I was in the world. I had like a fever and a coughing and oh, spluttering all over the place. And now. We're back here. Guess what, guys? The three of us are going to be in the office on Sunday night for yes. a Survivor yes. Series. <laughs> I haven't got the thing I normally play at the end of it either because I'm not connected to the thing. So I'm just, just going to... Just put a white song on instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hamlet, if you want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, at Michael Hamlet. Phil, where can they find you? At Phil My Chambers and Wilborn, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me and sponsor me for my wonderful moustache okay. uh, at Adam Wilborn. You'll get to see it in all its glory on Sunday night when you can join myself and Phil Chambers for the live stream of Survivor Series. Uh, and of course, we're going to be doing an extended preview with myself and Hamlet tomorrow. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, you'll get that and our review of Survivor Series after we record it in the small hours of, I was going to say Sunday, Monday morning. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Phil Chambers, to Michael Hamlet, to you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestling! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.